Today we have a coaching call, so it's a slightly different format from previous episodes. To date, that's episode, uh, well, 1 to 16 so far. Episode 17 today is a coaching call, and it's just Mark Houlihan and I. That's Mark Houlihan, who is an up-and-coming training business owner. And Mark has contacted me to ask for guidance on the topic of accreditation. And the reason this is quite useful is because there are many different kinds of accreditation out there, specifically in the area of what's called psychometric evaluation. You may have heard of these, MBTI, Insights Discovery, Belbin, Colby, Hogan, and so on. The question is, does Mark need one of these? Which one? And will he get a return on investment? This is episode 17 of the trainingbusiness.com podcast. And welcome to the trainingbusiness.com podcast. Every week, we bring you exciting news and interviews with training business experts and training business entrepreneurs from around the world. Thanks for tuning into today's episode. Here's your host, Mark Garrett Hayes. Hi, welcome to the show. As I said before the music, my name is Mark Garrett Hayes, and this is the podcast for you, for training business owners all around the world. Each Thursday, we have an episode designed to help you to start to grow and to scale your training business. Today, we have a listener who has answered, rather asked us a question, and we're answering that question here on the show. And his topic is about uh, the kinds of accreditation tools out there, specifically in the area of psychometric evaluation. There are many assessment tools out in industry, you may have heard of them before, uh, tools such as MBTI or Myers-Briggs Type Indicator, Hogan, DISC, Insights Discovery, Belbin, Colby, and many others. And Mark's question is quite pertinent because he's considering investment in these tools or one of these tools. So we're having a coaching conversation and you're listening in on this as I coach someone like Mark to ask himself the kinds of questions that he could ask himself before he dives into one of these, which has, of course, a financial implication. So anyway, that's uh, a model of interview or episode, which we hope to repeat in the future. Look forward to your feedback on this. So without further ado, let's meet Mark. Hi, Mark. Welcome to the program. Hi. Pleasure to be here. Thank you for uh, inviting me. My pleasure. Mark, you, you've... Um, You've agreed to, not to be our guinea pig, that's the wrong word to use, but certainly you're going to be popping on the program about once a month um, from the rest of 2018 into 2019. And the reason is that you're starting off on your journey of creating a training business and your brand. Isn't that right? That's right. It's uh, very early days. So I've been doing this for about three months now. And um, there's a lot of thoughts that come into my head every day. And um, I think it'd be a, this is a, a good opportunity to discuss discuss them to help myself and hopefully to, to help others in the same position as me. Exactly. So this gives us a chance to basically share the conversation that you and I are having. Um, it's like a kind of a coaching conversation, but I'm not positioning myself as an expert. Um, as a coach in coach mode, my goal is to really articulate the thoughts that I hear from you and play them back to you. So then we can work through this together in terms of the thinking and, and maybe some ideas as to how to approach particular challenges that evolve or that turn up 
in the course of your training business. So to begin with today, you contacted me and you said that one of the things on your mind right now is the idea of certification and specifically something along the lines of psychometric evaluation certification. And we'll explain all these terms for listeners. As many of you will know what that means, but some of you don't, that's okay. I didn't at one point. Um, so let's dive in first of all, by asking you, Mark, what is the thinking behind this in terms of why you need this and, and why now? Yeah, so it's something um, I've been familiar with. I've actually uh, attended uh, a couple of these different types of courses. And from talking to um, sort of, uh, fellow co- colleagues, it's something they use. Uh, so it's something as I've been considering. Uh, but when I look at it, there's a lot of factors to consider uh, in terms of time. Is it too early to, to do a certification? Uh, what is the right certification uh, i've got to take into account the, the costs of, of of time and also the cost in terms of monetary value of in, investing in certification and also um how do i get a return how do i how do i maximize that uh, and so there's um many different factors that's got me thinking uh, uh about what, what what should i do with with this uh, certification uh, sort of the challenge I'm facing. Okay, so certification for people listening is literally certification whereby an organization will effectively accredit you and say that you're good enough to use their psychometric evaluation tool for your clients. And a couple of ones you mentioned to me in the email, which I picked up from you, include um, insights discovery, MBTI, and of course, DISC. There are many, many more. Um, there are, there's Belbin Team Roles, uh, Hogan Personality Profile, uh, Hogan Development Survey. Um, uh, there's, there are a couple of ones which we'll mention on a different episode, but in terms of the ones that have crossed your mind, why, why Discovery Insights, DISC, and MBTI? Well, uh, Insights uh, Discovery is the main one because I actually attended that course and I was blown away when the, the profile came back of how accurate it was. Um, and it really, it was one of those jaw-dropping moments, that aha moment that when I was the, the trainee in the in the classroom and it just, wow, this is a really powerful um, tool. So if I could become for myself, something I've actually then used uh, as a manager, uh, leading my leading my team to become more effective. So that experience of going through it, uh, I knew that it could add value. And also, if I was going to go and do uh, an insights and get certified, and I was going to be able to teach uh, th- this powerful tool, I need to really believe in it myself. And that is something that. Um, you know, when it comes to discovery insights, I, I definitely, I definitely do. So, you, I, I always feel you have to have a, a, a passion about something when you're teaching, and um, that's certainly uh, something I can use. So, with with disc, I've used it on um, various podcasts and listened to a lot about it, uh, and, and I understand it. And same as Myers Briggs, it's kind of been there and, and thereabout in other courses I've taught, but. Um, it's probably Discovery Insights as I have the you know, the full sort of information on that being a, 
be an attendee to one of their courses. Okay. Let me ask you this. Um, have you already received a request to provide one of these psychometric tools to your clients? Nothing yet. And that is um, one of my thoughts. It's, do I, do I do this now so I've got this when somebody does ask me for it and then I don't have any regrets? Or do I invest in this now and maybe it doesn't pay me back for 9, 12, 18 months down the line? So that's one of the factors I'm, I'm, I'm considering. Well, I can answer this by alluding to my own personal experience. And not so long ago, maybe, well, five years ago, it's, it's, it's a while ago now, I remember quite well being quite, you know, um, enthusiastic about a particular certification. I'm not going to name which one um, for a variety of reasons, but let's say it was really something which excited me and I thought, this is great, there's potential here. Um, and I let myself be convinced that this was the way to go. It cost about three to $4,000 thereabouts. And um, this was on the back of a promise someone had made to me. They said, look, um, there's this thing coming up we need you to be certified as part of the bid process. So I went down the route of obviously finding out more detail. First of all, um, I took this at their word and the thing didn't happen. Now that's no one's fault. These things happen. It's part of business. But I asked myself afterwards, would it have made more sense to perhaps gather some more information to justify the expenditure or the investment? Now, laterally or subsequently, I was able to use it. But the question that goes through my mind when you're asking this question is, are you receiving signals from people? Is there some kind of commitment from people to give you business if you get this particular certification? Mm, it's just a good point. As I say, there's, there's, it's, it's, it's almost just at the moment, just having it there in case. Um, and there's not really a, a really strong business case to have it right now is um it's 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 probably my mindset of not wanting to have any regrets um uh, and there's no way of sort of doing bits of it so you can kind of build build it up for when the when the time does come is you have to do it all in one go so um certainly something to consider because i've also uh heard a horror story when 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 someone like myself was starting off as an associate and they went and got certified in a number of different courses uh and they got you know they spent spent a substantial amount of money and then didn't didn't get any return on them on the courses and i certainly don't want to be that person even if it's just one course i'm um, i'm going into so that horror story scares me, <laughs> scares me quite a lot. It does. It does. But there are a couple of things here. First of all, it's a story. Um, and a story is simply um, something we tell ourselves. And often it goes through a filter in our mind and it becomes worse than it actually is or better than it actually sounds. So be cautious about what you're telling yourself. Where are you picking up this information from? And often the mindset, which you mentioned, is key. If you are telling yourself you need these things, it's sometimes because you're telling yourself, I don't have enough. So you really need to qualify that. Is that actually the case? Is there experience that you have that is not the part of any qualification? And I would say there is, because I've seen your profile on LinkedIn. I've, I've looked it up because you, we talked about this. And I think your experience is extremely strong. And people often overlook this because we are all... Uh, party to, or, or shall we say, likely victims of something called shiny object syndrome. 
What Chinese object syndrome means literally is we think, oh my goodness, ooh, that doesn't that look nice? Uh, what would it look like with that title after my name or that particular profile uh, on my LinkedIn profile with that particular qualification? So I would be cautious about this because if your mindset is telling you, you know, I need these things, it's basically saying you're not good enough. And I would really challenge trainers to question that. Is that genuinely the case or is this just an assumption? So before you go down the road of investing in anything or selecting things, I would literally have a mindset exercise and I would have a business case exercise. They're two separate things. Let me talk you through them. First of all, the mindset exercise, is it genuinely the case that you don't have enough experience? Is, is that really what people are paying for? Or is it someone with a certification? Um, looking at your profile, looking at all the things you've done, if you can articulate the value of that, you'll often find that something like a certification in psychometric evaluation is a nice to have. It's not an essential to have. People will not hire you on the basis that you have the certification alone. They will often look to see if you have experience, which, um, shall we say, is relevant to the people in the room. And looking at the experience you've had as an L&D manager, um, are there experiences, tools, um, qualifications that you've acquired there, which can be quite useful? So that's the kind of exercise I'd go through, really articulating your value to yourself, challenging yourself to question those beliefs. I need this because I need this piece of paper because is that really true? Or is it the case that you're just being attracted by shiny, shiny object syndrome and having a certification after your name will fill in a gap which actually isn't really there? The second thing I would do is I would look at what's called cost-benefit analysis. If you think of the cost of doing these things, it's actually several fold. First of all, you have to justify the cost of one of these programs. So for example, I'm not going to give price tags here. And the reason is we've listeners from different parts of the world. And very often uh, these organizations might have a particular offer um, because they might be unable to fill a particular place on a course. And, and I'm speaking from experience here. So it wouldn't be right of me to um, give a price tag for each of these. But I would imagine that you're talking about several thousand US in the case of, of most of these programs. Because don't forget, Mark, these are all businesses. These organizations have to make money from trainers like you and I. And they do so in two ways. First of all, they do so by getting us to come along on one of these courses, which is usually several days long, um, or it might have multiple parts to it. And secondly, there's also, in some cases, the recertification process. So every two or three years with some of these, again, it depends on which one we're talking about, you may well have to recertify. And what that means is that you literally have to um, find out what the cost is initially, but the cost is also um, in, uh, there at some point in the future when you go back to recertify. It might be a fraction or a, a little bit less, but you need to find out what that is. And the third thing in terms of the business case, uh, costs side of things, is you have to find out how much time you are foregoing. Because by virtue of going along to one of these programs and saying yes to them, I'm going to invest time, I'm going to be in this particular uh, venue doing this course with these people for X number of days, you're actually, if you think of it, uh, foregoing potential income. 
So you're looking at the cost of the program, you're looking at the recertification fee at some point in the future, and then you're looking at the cost to you, the sunk cost, if you will, of turning down business or potential business if you're on one of these courses. Now, what else? Um, I must sound like an accountant here, but these are the thoughts in many in my mind anyway. The other thing, of course, is is the transportation costs. And that could be flying to one of these venues. Um, it depends where the course is. It could be in a city near you. And then, of course, you have the costs of, you know, expenses. You've got maybe taxi costs or Uber costs or food costs and so on. So it can all add up to a hefty fee. And once you know those costs on the left-hand side, look at the right-hand side, and that's the benefit. How how many instances of this program will you need to run just to get money back, just to cover your costs? But that isn't enough. You then have to say, okay, how many times would I have to get this to actually justify the return on investment? Now, that number is up to you, but if you're just covering your costs uh yeah, I would really question the logic of just plowing ahead and investing money in these things. Because as you said, there are people out there, I know them, who who correct these who collect these things like they're collecting um stones, uh, and it cannot add up to a hefty fee. If you're not generating income early on in your training business, you, you actually have to pay this off somehow. And when you're when you're saddling yourself with debt early on in your training business. Uh, that's not the kind of, you know, worry you need. I hope that doesn't all sound very negative, but I'm really thinking this through because I've had to think through this myself, for myself. I, I think I had about three aha moments in what you were saying there. I think um, the, the shiny object syndrome uh, definitely is, <laughs> that is me in a nutshell. Oh, I better have this on my profile. Oh, wouldn't it look good on my um, my webpage or, uh, you know, or my personal brand? I've I've done... One of these is probably probably more more an ego an ego thing. I think um, I can definitely uh, relate to that. And really, is it making any difference whatsoever? Uh, secondly, uh, say the the mindset side of it in terms of you know I've I've, I've only been going a couple of months and it's be, it's been okay so far. It's, and I'm almost going down. Uh, this option as it's because it's an option and also because it's quite timely thinking well it'll be quiet in January this sounds like the right time to uh, do you know some um, some training just because uh, that timeline then is kind of putting me under a bit of pressure to make a decision where really it, it it's it, it shouldn't be it's 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 not something I need to really consider I think because this isn't going to be the primary um, the primary resource of, of income. Um, and then thirdly, when you really weigh it up uh, as a, like a cost exercise and you think about all them other costs other than just price, um, there's a lot to take on board there. Uh, and everything that overhangs all that is the first question you ask, does anyone ask for it? So, um, <laughs> you know, and, and for some reason, I'm going to do this course and think that everyone's going to come and ask me for it. <laughs> so, it's, um, <laughs> now to be to be honest, um, there is a case to be made for having keywords on your LinkedIn profile. So I'm told, um, where literally someone will do a look for MBTI or something else like that. I don't put all that confetti on my my LinkedIn profile. Um, I would rather talk to someone 
and really ask good qualification questions as a training business owner to ensure that there's a genuine need. Because the other thing to think about is this, sometimes people will come to you and they'll say, you know, I'm going to run this Discovery Insights program or this DISC or this uh, Belbin or this uh, Colby uh, or Hogan. There's so many of them out there right now. Uh, And one of the things I'll do in the show notes to this episode is provide a link to some of these people because I really want to give people options. I'm not going to steer anyone. I want people to come to their own conclusion. But sometimes, to continue my sentence, um, people will come to me and say, look, I'm thinking of doing this. Uh, And it's my job and your job, I think, as a learning and development professional to actually challenge your client and get them to justify why they're doing something. Because you may have someone coming to you and say, look, I'm going to run Discovery Insights or DISC or MBTI, but they haven't quite thought through why they're doing this and more importantly, the outcome they're going to have as a result of this. And the last thing you want to do as a training provider is to selfishly recommend something and sell something without being able to confidently say, this is the best thing for my client. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Yeah, sometimes just I suppose sometimes because you've got that certification, you feel like you you need to get a return on it. So it may it may uh, shape you the way you things, and that and that can never be. So um, yeah, they say that training needs analysis is 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 so crucial at that that early stage. It's crucial because you also then build trust. If people know that, is think of the book, The Challenger Sale. Great book, by the way, if you're uh, in, in the training business and you want to have really good conversations to help challenge your client. Now, we're not talking about turning away business, but we are talking about playing on the same side of the net as your client. If your client sees you as a trusted advisor and not just a training provider, you will have a better relationship long-term with your client. You want people to come to you and say, I know this person will not sell me stuff I don't need. I know this person will ask me the kinds of questions which help me to then clarify, is this an investment decision I want to make? And it'll also help your client to justify a training and development or learning and development investment to perhaps their uh, peers or managers. So you really want people to come and say, you know what? Uh, Mark Hulan, great guy. Um, I was thinking of doing this and he asked me some great questions, a bit like I'm doing now with you, Mark. And then I, I really thought about this and then now I'm confident we need this, but just not yet. Or we need this, but perhaps a bit of this and a bit of this, or this was the wrong avenue completely. He's now, you know, given me some thinking about the kinds of questions I need to to ask internally in the organization before I can confidently say, uh, we're doing this. Or maybe you mentioned some tool they don't even know exists. So there's a lot of stuff that you have to be able to do before you sell one of these programs. So in in effect, if you think of it, you have to do this for yourself first. You have to be really clear. Is there a business need? What kinds of clients will use these programs? And then you have to be able to distinguish between them. and, And I'm sure you know this, many of them are actually doing the same thing. And I come back to this. Uh, point I made earlier on, which is that ultimately these companies and the companies that own the licenses to these systems, and they are systems, have money to make. They need you and I, instructors like you and I, to want to get licensed. Now, I'm not in any way denigrating them. Uh, They are fantastic tools. I use them myself. 
but I am very clear about which ones I use for which particular reasons. Um, because the last thing you want to do is put pressure on yourself whereby you invest in one of these tools and then you're desperate just to market this to anyone that comes along and pays you to run it. Does that make sense? Yeah, it, it does. And uh, you talked about the trusted advisor piece and, you know, building relationships is, is, is critical to me and doing the right thing will always be the right thing. And, and, and I said about having like the mindset of almost regret. Well, if you've got the right, the mindset of always doing the right thing, if from the training analysis, we decided that one of the profiles was, was right for them, then I could always go and find somebody who is certified and bring them to them to deliver the course and what keep in and building and maintaining that relationship with the client would, would, would carry on because there's, you know, there's a bigger picture there. Um, and again, on, on terms of your own personal brand and always doing doing the right thing for them. I think you hit the hit and the nail on the head there, Mark. I couldn't have said that better myself. Yeah. It's your client. It's your relationship. And think of it like a revenue stream. And the revenue stream is like a well. Are you going to pour, uh, shall we, what the wrong word is poison, but are you going to pour stuff in the well and foul or poison that well? You don't want to do that. You want people to literally come back to you at to some point in the future and say, you know what, Mark, I'm thinking of doing this right now. Um, what do you think I should do next? And when you've got people asking you those kinds of consultative questions, it means the relationship isn't just intact, it's also very strong, and you never know what that will reveal. So the last thing you want to do is is to sell or recommend a tool when you're not clear it's going to gener- generate um, you know outcomes which the client wants. So you really have to think of the kinds of questions to ask yourself for your mindset. You have to think of the costs, the cost-benefit analysis to investing in one of these tools. Uh, Then you've got to be able to have really good challenging conversations with any clients that come to you and ask you to run one of these things. And and you you made a great point there, which I hadn't thought of, which is that if the business case is strong enough, you can always bring in someone just in time, JIT, to run one of these things for your client, if, if that is the business case and it makes uh, economic sense to do so yeah makes a lot makes a lot of sense i think um that's really opened my mind there in terms of um, really thinking about it i've almost gone gone full circle in, the, in the, over the over the minutes we've been talking here and um as you said about poisoning the well i think it's say it, you just you don't want anything to poison your thinking you just always want to have that open mind and so even though we're talking about uh, certification on there it's just uh, it's made me think about other factors as well and aligning yourself with maybe um certain models and going oh this is this is always right because uh, it, it's, it, it's, the only thing that's ever right is what's right for the for the client so that's my that needs to be my you know like i like to think that's my primary thought so it's just making sure you surround yourself with the, with, with the tools and resources that help that thinking and, and prioritizing that. Think of yourself uh, almost uh, a bit like Maslow's hierarchy of needs, which many people know. Um, it's, it's a tool developed by someone called Maslow. I'll not go into all of that now, but basically uh, it represents, shall we say, um, needs where we begin with um, physiological needs and then we get to the very top where we've uh, needs which, uh, if you will, help us to develop our, ourselves cognitively and and to the full extent of our capabilities. That's a very poor description of the Maslow's hierarchy of needs. I'm sure there's someone slapping their forehead thinking, I could have done better than that. That's okay. But but think of it like this. At the very, the very outset, 
uh, when you're new to the market as a training provider. People don't yet know you. You don't have a name. So you're, you're at the very bottom of that triangle and you are a training provider like anyone else. So in a way, you're a commodity. The way you get to the higher orders or the higher levels is by having a journey of integrity where people begin to say, you know what, this guy doesn't do this. I know that, but I'm quite happy to phone him and get his thoughts on things. And when you've, got, when you've reached that level and people are coming to you before they actually make decisions, you know, then know you're not a training provider anymore. You're almost a trusted advisor. And when you've got that going on, you can then bring value as a consultant in a way and say, look, here's what I would do. What do you think? And when people feel they've got that level of trust with you, you won't even have to ask for business because they'll give it to you. you they'll know that when Mark Houlihan recommends something, it's right for us um, and it's you're, you're putting them first. And that, that's the relationship where over time that will pay dividends. Yeah, it makes absolute sense. And, uh, and again, that's doing the right thing. So that's always going to be the right thing. Looking at the tools individually, because I'm sure people are thinking, what on earth um, are these tools? Um, very, very basically, um, there was someone called Carl Jung. And in the um, early part of the last century, um, he effectively carved a niche. Now, that's a very uh, poor description, but he, he was the grandfather in many respects of modern um, psychology. Um, and psychology is a large school of thought. Um, so I'm sure there are people out there thinking there's more to this than that. But very, very simplistically, his research gave rise to a number of, of tools, a whole direction in how we could use um, tools to help people to understand themselves. And one of the best known tools is Myers-Briggs Type Indicator, which is what MBTI stands for. And there were two women, a mother and daughter, um, I sometimes get them mixed up, but I think it was um, Catherine Briggs and Isabel Briggs Myers. Um, if I have got those wrong, feel free to send me a, an email uh, to hiretrainer1 at gmail.com. Um, but those two uh, women did uh, developed a tool which is fantastic, and it's fundamental to what has since become known as psychometric evaluation or profiling. And, and laterally, it's become known as a profiling or personality tool. Um, and all of these DISC uh, Discovery Insights and MBTI have some similarities. There's some lap over between them. For example, MBTI focuses on four dimensions of personality and our preference for what's called the inner or the outer world, which could be, if you will, introversion or extroversion, uh, the way we gather information, uh, the way we make decisions, how we organize and structure our lives. And then from that, there's a different report in, in the case of each of them. Insights Discovery uh, takes into account three dimensions of personality. Again, preference for inner, outer world, uh, the way we uh, process, gather information, um, and then the way we make decisions. And it uses color. Um, and this is one of the reasons that uh, insights discovery has become synonymous with particular colors. You've got, you know, hot, uh, fiery red. You've got bright sunshine yellow. You've got the earth green uh, and the cool, icy, uh, reserved blue. So without getting to each of those, if any of these kinds of things uh, tickle your fancy, as we say over here, if those are the kinds of things you'd like to know more about, then all of these have websites. Just go into Google, type in MBTI or Insights Discovery, uh, or DISC, uh, which we'll talk about in a second, and 
you'll find out more information about those. You may also want to have a chat with existing practitioners. So one of the tips I would give people listening is to contact someone, look at LinkedIn, uh, contact someone, uh, maybe another trainer and say, look, have you any of these? Um, where do you find there's demand right now? Um, wh- which of these is costly to do, takes a length of time, has res- uh, certification fees, and so on. And you'll get from them a kind of a, a Cliff's Notes, really basic appreciation of which of these is right for you. Some of these might be brilliant. Others, you might think, yeah, that's not what I'm going to look for. The other thing I would think about is maybe finding out about the particular tools which are popular in particular industries. I found, for example, that Insights Discovery is used by a lot of financial institutions in my neck of the woods. It may not be the case for you. Now, I've used all of these. I've run I run a lot of of MBTI style workshops, and I'll talk about that in a second. Um, Insights Discovery I've run twice, um, and one of those was for a major international brand uh, in terms of online cloud uh, file storage. I'll not say who that is. There are two possibilities. You can work it out for yourself. And then there's DISC, which I used as an L&D manager when I was working for a telecoms company as a learning and development manager. So I've used all of these. They have different uh, strengths, different weaknesses. And you'll always find people who are gung-ho or, or positive about one and maybe negative about the other. Take all of this with a grain of salt and make up your own mind. But you've got to come to a real conclusion about your mindset and, of course, the cost-benefit analysis of acquiring any one of these. So la- lastly, DISC. DISC focuses on four essential behavioral preferences, which come from two dimensions, again, outgoing uh, or reserved. These are personality traits. And I find DISC is used a lot in work uh, situations, but you'll have to find out for yourself as to what makes sense for you. So talk to a trainer, reach out to other trainers, find out what they use, where they think clients typically need these things, and maybe contact the training or rather contact the certification companies themselves, contact MBTI, uh, contact uh, Insights Discovery themselves. Their headquarters is in Scotland, actually, their global headquarters. Uh, contact the uh, DISC uh, parent company for that, um, Insights Discovery. MBTI is available, I think, MBTI Training Institute at MyersBreaks.org. I'll put all the links to these anyway in the podcast show notes. But here's some good news. For you, if you think you want to try one of these things, and run them for free, here's what I would do. There's a great website, and I use this all the time with clients of mine, Mark. It's called 16personalities.com. www.16, that's literally 16personalities.com. And this is very much based on the MBTI framework. In other words, when you ask someone about, you know, personality profiling, they might say, oh, I'm an ESFP or I am an INTJ. Now, what they're talking about there is is an acronym. And that's something that MBTI will produce because it focuses on four dimensions of personality that is extrapolated to what we call 16 personality types or profiles or preferences. I've heard that word used too. Um, So if you, before you spend the money on this, before you go down the path of MBTI certification, um, and that is a good investment point at some point in the future, if that's right for you, you can look at 16personalities.com. It's free, 
Um, I would take the test myself, and I do this all the time. Um, and it's 12 minutes, long-ish, roughly, and you will get your own personality type. So for example, in the case of INTJ, uh, the first letter I stands for introverted, the next stands for intuitive. There's a reason why it's not I for intuitive, and that's because they didn't want to have um, a second I uh, in in terms of the, the trait. Uh, I'll explain that perhaps on another podcast when we go specifically into MBTI. But uh, the third letter, I-N-T, T is thinker and J is judger. So I-N-T-J, introvert, intuitive, thinker, and judger. And many people can relate to that. The danger with some of these tools is, and it's worth mentioning, is that people then think, oh, I am an I-N-T-J or I am an E-S-F-P. You're not. These are just windows through which to view a very complex thing called personality traits. So it's important when we're selling these that we're not selling them on a false premise. We're not creating personality types and we're not telling people what they are either. We're looking at their traits and maybe their preferences and preferences form behaviors. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Yeah, really good. So really be clear about this, that so that you're able to competently talk about these tools through as a, as a trusted advisor. So you're able to steer some, well, not steer, but shall we say guide someone as to what's right for them. So in the case of MBTI, you'll get one of these acronyms, something like ESFP or INTJ. And then you also get a report. And because it's free on 16 personalities, each of these reports are free. So as a training provider, that's a great place to start. There's no cost to you. It's per- perfectly free. You can take the test yourself at no cost to you. And all of these personality types are free to look at and download. You can download them as a PDF. And if you want, you can spend money. I haven't got the exact price to hand. I think the last time I looked, it was about 30 something dollars. You can uh, download the full set of profiles for a particular amount. And again, I won't quote that price in case at the time of listening, uh, our, our listeners to this podcast, that means you guys out there, if you get the wrong price from me, it may have changed if you're listening to this at some point in the future. So what I would do is I would definitely take the assessment at MBTI, get a feel for that personality profile tool, particularly if you've never had one of these before. If you haven't taken one of these assessments, the last thing I would do is invest in it as a provider. You really want to test drive these things yourself. Do a disk profile test, assessment, I should say. Do insights discovery, pay for it yourself. Evaluate this yourself. Now, Mark, you spoke about the fact that you've actually had one of these yourself. You've taken this before, which is cool. Well done, you. And likewise, I would do the MBTI assessment as well. I would pay for that, make up my own mind. But as a great place to start, Mark, what I would do is I would go along to 16personalities.com and I would take the assessment and I would look through those profiles and see what you think yourself. Does that actually look like the kind of thing you want to spend a whole day uh, covering with people? Yeah, definitely. That sounds really, really useful as well to get to, you know, something that's uh, of value. I think that's what I'll uh, be doing this weekend on a, on a Saturday morning, definitely, to uh, explore explore that. It's a great idea. What else do you think you could do to clarify in your mind what's right for you? Now, I have, a, I have an answer in my head, but I want you to think what you can do yourself. Uh, I suppose it's, um, I think then the, the tools you said to write, writing it down on, um, 
on the, the two different reports and the, and the cost analysis of it. That's definitely um, uh, part of it. I suppose the, the bigger picture where it fits in in terms of where I believe I'm going with the with the with the business as well and um, understanding sort of the long term view. Because the last thing you want is what I would call in financial terms a depreciating liability. A depreciating liability is something literally which is not making you money. And it's also depreciating because you have to invest in it every time to keep it alive. What you want actually is an asset. You want something which generates income. So the the question is the old the the alt, the alternatives to it and um, and looking at them avenues, exploring them avenues. You could also buy some books on the subject of personality profiling, and you will find and and you you listening out there in the audience, you guys, you're also going to come across any number of websites and people criticizing these tools. I mean, I've read some articles from psychologists saying. This is quack psychology. Uh, This isn't going to work. It doesn't make sense. Again, I would make up my own mind myself. I know many people who find these tools extremely helpful. We're not saying they're perfect. We're saying, do they actually have a business? Uh, Do they meet a business need? Do they help people? And, And the second question is the one that's more important to me. If my people, the people in my classroom, my clients, clients, actually feel that this has helped them and that they they can understand themselves better and understand others better, which helps them to lead uh, more positive lives, more productive lives, that's actually good enough for me. So my opinion is important, it's true, but ultimately it's the delegate's opinion as well. If they feel this is helping them, you know, that's also another consideration. Which of these tools do people generally say, you know what, this is really good. I'm able to, I've now made a breakthrough in my mind and I've had people come back to me and say, look, I had a conversation with my, my wife, my partner, husband, boyfriend, girlfriend, parents, daughter, son this evening. And I think we've actually made a breakthrough. We now understand each other. And I love to hear that. And I've had that conversation. It gives me goosebumps when someone says, I now understand that person. Now I know why they're always asking those questions. They're not being difficult. It's just that they see the world as an analytical, and that's a personality type. And and they, they need questions to be able to satisfy their requirements for knowledge to fill in gaps which they have in their mind. And only when they feel they've understood something do they feel ready to move ahead? And it's very useful to a manager particularly to be able to understand the kinds of people or personality traits and behaviors that someone may see on their team and understand how to work together with those people, but also how to help that person to work together with their peers. And this is one of the reasons that tools like Discovery Insights, DISC and MBTI uh, are very helpful. Now, I, I don't mean to give airtime exclusively to those tools, Mark, but there are many others out there. You may want to look at Hogan, uh, HPI, which is really, really popular in many uh, Fortune 500 companies, or so I'm told. Belbin Team Roles, uh, Team Inventory is another great tool. But again, it's like going into a, a toy shop, you know, at Christmas time and going, oh my goodness, I can have this and I can have this and I can have this. You really want to be clear about what they do, who needs them, why they need them, uh, what the outcome will be, and uh, what people feel about them, particularly trainers and delegates, 
uh, maybe also psychologists, but then come back to the first part of this morning's conversation between you and I, which is to make it clear to yourself about your mindset for acquiring one of these, because they are an investment. And secondly, um, what is the cost-benefit analysis? But another tip I'll give you, and I'm, forgive me if I'm doing all that uh, talking here, Mark. Um, I'm just thinking out loud here. Um, I have used the 16 personalities tool uh, on multiple, multiple occasions. There is a for, another uh, character in there, if you dig into this, it's called the Neris Type Explorer. And this is specific to um, 16 personalities. It's like the, um, the uh, acronym INTJ or ESFP or any one of those. And there's a forward slash after that with A or T. And I won't go into that now. You may want to dig into that. Some people find that very useful as well. But one of the things I like about 16personalities.com, apart from the fact that it's free, is that it's also available in multiple languages. And increasingly, I'm training internationally. Well, I have been for many, many years, but a lot last year. I mean, I think 12 countries last year. And if you have people in the classroom, it, well, classroom's perhaps the wrong word, but, you know, office, people in your training group, and this could even be online, sometimes people are, uh, you know, uncomfortable saying, I don't understand what you're talking about, particularly if we're using uh, terms derived from psychology. And I, I take great pleasure in saying, you know what, um, 16personalities.com is available online right now in your language. And it's available in Arabic. I've had people in the classroom whose primary language is Arabic. Uh, or it could be uh, thinking of uh, training recently in Bangkok. It's in Thai. Or it's in another, another of uh, one of many, many uh, European languages. It's definitely available in Spanish and Polish and German and French and Swedish and, and so on. That's a great advantage to that as well. Um, so people love the idea. It's free. They get to try it out. And if you want to go further with this and you like it and you, you're getting results from this, uh, you can then invest in something like MBTI. Oh, yeah, yeah, that 16 personality sounds like the, the first place to go and visit, especially like you say, it's, it's free, but it gives you um, that access to all, all in other countries with the the different languages that's really um useful in this it's shrinking world that we live in especially through the the power of virtual training so um yeah i think uh i'll say i'll be uh, exploring that and looking at that uh, uh, very soon mark there's one more thing you might find quite useful and um it's a website called www.typefinder.com. Typefinder, right, okay. Yeah, and again, I'll provide this link in the show notes. And the reason I'm recommending this to you, Mark, and to listeners out there, is that this is another free resource to use. Um, and this is really cool. If you want to run a workshop focused on personality type, this website is going to give you that for free. So... Um, it has the 16 personality types, which I mentioned, your ENFP, ISTJ, INTJ, etc., etc. But what this website does is it provides free resources for trainers to run a workshop on this. It gives you um, training materials for free. Now, there are extra bits and bobs you can pay for if you want. It gives you the workshop kit, which includes a full slideshow. Um and you can download that for free. And it also gives you a personality type in the workplace presentation guide. In other words, it gives you the concepts which you can talk through so you sound like you know what you're talking about. And, and by the way, you must know what you're talking about, so just be careful. 
But this guide will help you to have a feel for the dimensions of type and a guide to observing type in the workplace and use this as team building. And by the way, that's a great tip for you guys out there as trainers, as professional trainers. One of the, the ways I use this frequently is in team building. And I have clients, I do this with every year, about twice a year. One particular client three times last year. And it, it's great because there's no licensing cost to you. And the more you do this, the better you get. So again, typefinder.com will give you three things. It gives you the the type uh, which you can download, the types, the different types, explains each of them, um, how to recognize them in the workplace. Um, it also then gives you the slideshow and it gives you a guide to run the whole day, which is fantastic. And it's all free. And then you can also download a zip file of all the 16 profile types and you can give those out as handouts, which is really cool. That's uh, that's amazing. I say we started off talking about um, certifications and what I should invest in, and then you've just given us a, a free resource with all the tools that can uh, can, can get started with uh, without even going down them roads yet. You know, so um, that's 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 opened my eyes. I didn't know that sort of um, resource was available. Yeah, it's it's really cool. The the only downside or caveat with this, Mark, is that it's branded. So it obviously has TypeFinder written on that. And I guess that's the quid pro quo. You, you, you want something for free, there's always some kind of, um, you know, equivalent cost. But that's okay. Um, it doesn't really matter. What, what matters to me is not branding at this stage of, of, your, of your L&D journey. I would say um, ch- select a tool, try it out for free at no cost to you. Make sure you're competent enough to run this, of course, on the day. The last thing you want to do is, is just read off the slide. You really want to know as an instructor, as a trainer, you always want to know more than is in the training material because someone could, you know, ask a question and say, oh, by the way, I read about the nearest type explorer. What does that A and T mean? And you go, uh, uh, um, can I come back to your coffee break? You know, you want to be able to answer questions confidently. So you always need to know more than just the material you're training, but you know that. Um, there's also then a link on here on the typefinder.com website and I'm looking at the website right now, which is going to give you five steps on how to prepare for a team building session using the TypeFinder tool, which is based upon the MBTI or Myers-Briggs framework. Now, just a caveat, one, one final point I'll make on this subject is that be absolutely upfront and crystal clear, this is not officially MBTI. So, you can you can say to someone, look, it's based upon the same principles. Uh, people will get uh, an MBTI type assessment profile uh, acronym like INTJ, uh, uh, ESFP, etc. But you cannot sell this as being officially MBTI. Got it. Just be crystal clear on that, that this is not MBTI because you might say, uh, it is. And then someone says, hang on a sec, this isn't the, the booklet. Uh, where is it? Um, you know, this is not what I asked for. So you need to be really clear. This is a free resource. Um, but ultimately what, what they're, what they're buying from you is the outcome. So as long as you are clear on the outcomes of what you're selling and you're clear that the product you're recommending or the, the product you're going to use to run that workshop meets those outcomes, to my mind, that's enough. The, the last thing you want is someone to say to you, um, I asked for MBTI. This is what I expected. And it doesn't say MBTI 
etc., etc., etc. So you might want to have a, uh, a, a conversation, a sales conversation, where you're clarifying this is actually what you're getting uh, before your before your buyer invests in this. The one thing I will say about this, as a ter- in terms of a product, is that because people are not paying for the official MBTI certification, you're not passing on the cost to them. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's that's one good one good plus from it. And I think, like you say, that transparency in terms of becoming that trusted advisor absolutely crucial in then early stages of, of the conversation. And also in terms of the outcome, as long as the outcome is the, is the right outcome, then why not why not use the tool as long as the, the client's fully aware and totally understands that it's 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 not that it is what it is. Yeah. So, what what are your thoughts right now? <laughs> Hopefully, I haven't put you off. <laughs> yeah. So you 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 well the initial part of the conversation was I think people probably heard it when I started thinking about not putting constraints around myself and even 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 the temptation to be influenced by i've made an investment so i need a return so I've, straight away i was thinking right let's just take it off the table then i went through the stage of okay well if it is needed then we could like outsource this or get or get someone in certified to do it and and now i'm at well hang on there's all these free tools and resources that i have that I, I wasn't aware that were available so Let's have let's have a, a look at them and let's explore them and back to what we just finished on. Maybe that's my way of getting the outcome that I wanted to achieve at the beginning of this, but without without the cost, you know. And uh, if I say if the outcome's right for the for the client and it keeps the costs down as well uh, for, for all parties, then um, I think that's a win-win in my book. Yeah. It is, isn't it? Um, you want to come across as competent. So, you know, you've got, you and I both have holiday time coming up at some point soon. So if you have quiet time, guys, as training business owners, I would I would start to use that time to start talking to your peers as other trainers and, you know, network, find out what they're doing. Uh, maybe you've got some contacts in business and say, you know, have you used any of these tools before? You might just find that in having that conversation, there are people in the organization who are strong advocates of a particular tool that will help you shape that sales conversation. But you may also find, as I found twice this year, and I will not mention which tool, an organization spent a lot of money on a particular tool, getting a load of people um, certified as trainers in that tool, and they've not used it since. And I've seen the branded products from that particular company lying around the office. And uh, I won't say what 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 those tools look like now, because that would give perhaps some of the game away, but be very careful to sound out your client. You might want to find out some things before you recommend something in case people say, oh, this guy hasn't a clue what he's talking about, or she doesn't know what she's uh, uh, just discussing there, because we've already d- done, done this and it, it's a complete waste of money. So the last thing you want to do is is recommend something which an organization has tried and doesn't use anymore. So, you know, do your research, ask questions before you go down the road of investing in any of these tools. That's what I'd say. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So, Mark, um, 
what are you going to read over the holidays? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I say I'll be going on the on the websites for a start, and uh, on the on the sixteen uh, personalities and exploring that, and also Typefinder. Um, and I'm sure there, there'll be a lot of um, information um, on there that uh, I can either print off or, or read off the off the computer and, and get an understanding of um, of that. There's also some other. Uh, profiles you mentioned there uh, the belbin one that i wasn't aware of so there's a there's a lot more to um to the, the sort of the certification uh industry that i wasn't really aware of so i think uh, like i say i need to do my research um and, and get a full understanding i think only then you can really make um a true uh, uh a, 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 the right decision but i also need to do a bit of reflection on and where I'm going as well with this and how it all fits into the, the big picture. Yeah, you're right. I think you're at um, a critical point now where you have to think about um, the direction you go. Uh, the last thing you need is is a, a, a product around your neck, so to speak, financially, and you're you're desperate then to to unload this in someone just to generate return on investment. Yes, it's, uh, it's definitely... Um, <laughs> definitely come to the fore during uh, during our conversation yes uh, i can uh, say i'll take the weekend now to do a little bit more reflection and a bit more research and um, yeah i'll let you know i'll let you know what i uh, decide to do true because mark you and i are going to be speaking uh, uh definitely regularly at some point um in, in another episode quite soon uh, on a different topic that you have for your training business because um you know i love these kinds of conversations it's not about me being the expert it's about uh, my role, if you will, as a coach to sort of understand your thinking and then maybe ask questions which you can ask yourself and also then share this conversation with our listeners on the hiretrainer.com community. One other point or a couple of points, uh, again, um, to think about is if you're going down the, the route or the route, um, as they say in the States, um, if you're going down the route of uh, doing one of these tools as a serious business investment, you'd also start to need to read books around the subject. And again, I mentioned that uh, it's essential that you're able to ask questions of yourself, but also answer questions from others, particularly if there are questions uh, which um, relate to material that aren't in your slide deck, aren't in your guide. You want to be able to confidently answer questions uh, around, you know, subject matter, which is not necessarily in the training materials. So I would start to read books on, on personality profiling and understand the pros and cons so that if someone from HR decides to maybe be a little bit difficult with you and say, well, what do you think about this? And what do you think about this? You want to be able to have that conversation and know the pros and cons of different tools. Because if someone thinks you're just a salesperson, you're not going to be a successful training provider. They want, you want them to see you as a trusted advisor at some point in the future. So therefore you need to be able to discuss the merits of maybe insights discovery versus Hogan versus Colby, Belbin, and, and know what they're for, who needs them and why an organization would invest that kind of money with you. So um, I will be providing the links in the show notes, Mark, you and I are going to talk soon uh, at some point uh, on another episode about, um, another business, I suppose, challenge you have or, or, or your thoughts. And, and, and interestingly, I think many people out there have these same thoughts going through their minds. So guys, if you have any thoughts like Mark, any queries, any questions, feel free to drop us a line. 
you can contact me on LinkedIn. You can also contact me via um, any of the social media profiles. And I must apologize if they're not yet uh, uh, fully active, but you can contact me also on email, which is hiredtrainer1 at gmail.com. Maybe you'd like to come on the podcast at some point in the future with a question that you have. Mark, it's been a pleasure talking to you this morning. Um, I hope you've taken away uh, from this as much as I have. I certainly have, in thinking this out loud, been also reminded of a few things that I need to do more of. Uh, But certainly, thank you so much. And thank you on behalf of our listeners this morning for sharing your business question with us. Oh, no, really appreciate uh, you've uh, given me plenty of uh, food for thought. So I'll, um, I'll be off to get a coffee now, I think, and uh, start to, to digest everything we covered and uh, you know start uh, reflecting on what we've uh, we've looked at and uh, start going into a bit more depth in my research. And I hope um, you know what what I'm going through and thinking about is of some value to uh, maybe um, similar people in uh, in my position. It is. Mark, uh, before we go, how can people contact you? Well, this is probably one for future conversation. I'm only uh, on LinkedIn at the moment. All my contact details are on there. Uh, it's so early days that uh, we'll probably have a discussion about uh, creating websites and social media and what might be the right sort of strategy. Uh, is that a challenge? <laughs> That, that that was the conversation we were going to have off air because that is sort of really um, uh, on the forefront of my mind at the moment. You have to you have to make uh, make yourself uh, contactable if you want to you want to build a business. And I think I've just been so far. I've, I've had quite a bit of work early on, but um, if, um, if 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 people don't know where you are, it's going to soon uh, dry up. So uh, that's probably the next the next stage to to look at. Okay, well we'll look at that on another episode. Uh, in the meantime, what people can find you on LinkedIn, Mark, uh, by searching for Mark, M-A-R-K, Houlihan, H-O-U-L-I-H-A-N, is that right? That's right, yeah. Okay. M-A-R-K-H-O-U-L-I-H-A-N. <laughs> I think I need a coffee as well. <laughs> All right, Mark, it's been a pleasure talking to you this morning. Thanks again for coming on the program. Cheers, Mark. Thank you. Take care. Hey, Mark, thank you again for your time today. Thank you for, I suppose, being brave enough to come on the program because it's hard to share information like this when other people are listening. But you did so, and for that, of course, we're very grateful, as are our listeners. And in terms of our listeners, it's been great having you with us again this week. Thank you for your time in listening to the show here on trainingbusiness.com. We'd like you to subscribe to the show for training business episodes like this every single Thursday. And we'd love you to leave a rating on Apple Podcasts because this helps us to promote the show, your show in effect, and to attract the kinds of guests, the kinds of experts, as well as the kinds of people just like Mark who are starting out with their training business journey. You can check out the podcast every single Thursday on Apple Podcasts, on Stitcher, on Spotify, and of course, on our website, which is www.trainingbusiness.com. Episode 18 up next Thursday. Until then, looking forward to your company and keep the emails coming. Take care. Bye for now. Thanks 
Thanks once more for listening to this episode of the trainingbusiness.com podcast. Go to trainingbusiness.com and subscribe right now to be notified of great competitions, upcoming VIP episodes, and amazing special offers to help you succeed in your training business. See you next time.